Viva La Action, the movie podcast where we're talking all things action movies, the good, the bad, and the underrated. My name is Santi, and with me as always is nobody. It's just me today. Um, I'm back with another episode of Action Movie News. If you're new to the show, this is a mini episode, which means it's probably only going to be about 20 to 30 minutes. Um, I am not joined by my co-host, Grayson, because of who we are as people. (laughs) Uh, We both had a lot going on this last week and um, just weren't able to find time to get together and record uh, a bonus episode. But fear not. We have a brand new episode that we're going to record next week, um, and then we will be good to go, uh, and it'll come out. Time will not have passed for you guys, but don't worry. Like I said, everything is still on track. Uh, Grayson and I are still um, together. We still share that uh, bunk bed together. So that next week, we'll be back together again. We'll have a regular episode and then a regular bonus episode following that, but for now... Um, you're just going to have to make do with me. And like I said, this week we are doing another edition of Action Movie News. This is Volume 3. And uh, I've got a couple pieces of news here that I think are relevant. One of them is uh, super topical. One of them is a little bit uh, of an older piece of news, but I think they're both interesting. So we're going to go through those. And uh, yeah, we'll just we'll see where we end up. So, um, to start off, we are going to talk about The Flash, which is DC, uh, DC's latest superhero venture. This one um, has been in development for like, I don't know, like 20 years. And uh, Warner Brothers put it out there a couple weeks ago, and it's fucking bombing. <laughs> um the last time I talked about box office numbers, I talked about um, another DC movie, which was... Oh, you can hear the dog violently drinking water. The last time we talked about a DC film, it was Shazam! Fury of the Gods, which was also bombing hard. Um, so this is the third in a row for DC films just tanking at the box office. Um, this one is, I guess, surprising to some because uh, if any everyone will remember earlier this year, uh, people like James Gunn and Tom Cruise were coming out and saying, "Oh, it's it's one of the best superhero movies ever made. It's pure cinema. It's you know, yada yada yada." Um, and then it came out, and it turns out it's uh, kind of crap. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Um, I have zero desire to see it, which we'll talk about, but. Um, yeah, it's, it's tanking pretty hard. From what I saw, um, Variety and, like, Box Office Mojo and places like that, they reported it as having a 73% drop-off, um, which is huge. I think Shazam had something like 60%, and Black Adam had, like, a 50-something percent drop-off. So even amongst its, uh, cohort, that is a huge, huge drop-off. Especially considering it did not make that much in its opening weekend. I think domestically it was supposed to make like $70 million. Um, and it only made like $50 million, Which might sound like a lot. But um, you have to remember the movie cost about $200 million uh, just to film and uh, 
you know, produce, and then they probably spent another, I don't know, couple hundred million to market it, which is uh, insane. And because of that, uh, the movie is probably going to make like 200 something million worldwide by the time it's finished, which is not good um, because that means it may, if they're lucky, break even. But right now it looks like it's just going to lose a whole bunch of money, Um, which I guess is unfortunate if you're a fan of that sort of thing. But um, I think there's a lot of reasons why it's not doing very well, and we'll talk about them because I just think it's interesting, and I think The Flash is indicative of kind of like where Hollywood is at at the moment because there's a lot of stuff like going on with this movie, right? Like, first of all, uh, kind of the most obvious thing at the center of uh, The Flash is Ezra Miller, who, um, if you don't know, uh, has just gone on a spree of of criminal activity and has just harassed and assaulted um, a lot of people um, and has done a fair bit of damage, um, not only to their own reputation, but um, just just done a lot of bad things to, to people who really didn't deserve it. And it is interesting that not only was Ezra Miller allowed to continue to be in The Flash, um, Warner Brothers really never came out and said anything about it. Um, I think at some point James Gunn said something about it. But regardless, um, I don't necessarily think that's like the biggest problem. I think your average person doesn't really know that much about Ezra Miller, nor do they really know um, what they get up to when uh, the cameras aren't rolling. But regardless, um, I think if you're somebody like me who had very little interest to see the film in the, at the onset of it, and then um, Ezra Miller is running around uh, terrorizing Hawaii, um, I think it just adds to like not really wanting to see it. Like it's, it's just kind of another tick, not in its favor. Um, Adding on to that, kind of like what I talked about with Shazam, um, I think there is superhero fatigue that is setting in for a lot of people. Um, Grace and I talk about it all the time. We bag out, you know, superhero movies and stuff, which is, you know, probably unfair. We do like them, but it it does it has gotten to this point now to where I think a lot of people are craving something else. I mean, we've seen this year that like a lot of the highest grossing movies have been non-superhero movies. Like, John Wick just cleaned up at the box office. Um, obviously, you know, like, The Little Mermaid and things like that. And, and you know, Avatar making a huge sweep last year. I think people are not only willing to go see other things. I think they're really kind of craving other things. And, yeah, of course, you know, something like Guardians still did really well. But... When you look at like Ant-Man kind of suffering at the box office and Shazam and a lot of the newer superhero shows not really making a splash or doing anything. Um, I do think it's like comic book superhero fatigue is starting to set in a little bit. And then on top of that, I think the multiverse stuff is starting to get a little bit old, (laughs) which is kind of sad because it's like the superhero genre has kind of just jumped onto that. So 
But I again, I can't speak for everybody. For myself, I too am a little bit sick of it. I'm like, yeah, you know, they kind of peaked with it in certain things, and um, you know, it's maybe just not the uh, maybe not the direction we should be going with this sort of thing. But regardless, I'm sure that is a factor. Again, you know, just sort of an an underlying issue as well. The economy's not in the best place. Um, a lot of times that doesn't really seem to make a difference for box office numbers because um, an interesting sort of statistic is that no matter where the economy is, people still tend to spend on entertainment. Um, it's something that we saw during the Great Depression, right? Like this was the era of like Universal Monster movies and um, these huge sort of epics of, of the 30s. Those all came about during the depression um, and people still went to go see movies because it was an escape. But I think what is unique about our current economic struggle is that the movie theater is no longer a, your only option for entertainment and B it's no longer the cheapest option, right? Like it's different when it's, you can get into the, you know, movie theater for a nickel. Uh, Now, you know, you're a trip to the movies just for two people it's going to run you like 40 bucks and that's not nothing. Um, and I think that's something that movie studios should be thinking about. Um, you know, if your options are between, uh, going out of the town and spending an enormous amount of money to see one movie or staying home and spending the same amount of, you know, time to spend no money. I think a lot of people are going to do that, but regardless, um, on top of that, There's also just this issue of special effects and VFX continuing to look like crap. And there's a lot of underlying issues there. The Flash looks like garbage for a whole lot of reasons. But the idea that these special effects houses are just being crunched to put things out in a short amount of time, just churning them out, um, is going to result in shitty special effects. And... It's unfortunate. There's a lot of call for special effects artists uh, to unionize. I 1000% would be in support of that. But regardless, I think if you are getting a little bit sick of shoddy CGI, shoddy special effects, you should stop seeing superhero movies. And I know some people are going to say like, oh, well, you know, I still want to support the you know artists and yada, yada, yada. That's fine. But these big movie studios are just going to continue to make movies that people go see and if you continue to go see these big blockbuster films that look like crap that's what they're going to continue to make um just a thought but anyway uh, i'm getting a little bit ahead of myself the last thing i just want to talk about with this whole uh, the flash bombing thing is um the dc universe reset which is looming in the future i don't really know how it's gonna go but i do think that your average comic book movie nerd fan who knows hey this whole thing is gonna be reset in like six months probably isn't super excited to go see a movie that really has no impact on a wider universe do i think that's a valid reason to not go see a movie Eh, i think you should see movies on their own merit but I think it does make a difference for some people, and you know what? Uh, we're I think we're seeing a little bit of the result to that. So I think it's just it's a whole mix of of all those issues, and 
And it's up to you to kind of make up your mind what is having the biggest impact on the Flash's box office there. But uh, moving on, I want to get to our second piece of news, which, like I said at the start, it's a little bit of a uh, non-news because it's been out for a little while, but I, I just thought it was interesting. Um, so recently, there was a debut for the film Hidden Strike, which is starring Jackie Chan and John Cena. Um, it is an action film, which is going to debut on Netflix in July. But the reason I wanted to talk about it, because I think it has a very interesting production history. This movie was announced like way back in 2018, um, and it was this whole kind of thing because um, it, it was kind of this whole thing because there was a lot of publicity made about, you know, this movie that was going to kind of, um, you know, unite like the Chinese and American film markets, you know, with John Cena being this kind of rising movie star and Jackie Chan being this like staple of, of the Chinese film industry. And there was this, a lot of um, hubbub made about, you know, John Cena learning Mandarin and, and about him, um, you know, living in China for a certain number of months and, and really getting to know the culture and, and what have you. Um, and then, for some reason, it kind of just disappeared. It went under a couple of different names. So, originally, they were calling it Snafu, and then it was called Project X. Um, and then, like I said, it kind of just disappeared. And a lot of people speculated that. Part of the reason it disappeared was, A... Um, I think once it had finished filming and, and everything, they were struggling to find like distribution for it. And then COVID happened, so there was really no way to get it out and get it seen because they did want it to have like a theatrical debut. And then as time went on, um, obviously tensions between the U.S. and China started to kind of uh, bubble up, um, which is having an impact on those two film industries collaborating. Um, and then there was just a lot of talk about like, well, John Cena's kind of outgrown this like action movie persona. He's kind of become more of a standard actor because of things like um, Peacemaker. And, you know, he's kind of improved his acting chops. And now this movie is kind of rudimentary. Regardless, um, it kind of sat in development hell for a few years I remember I was in L.A. recently, and for some reason I was just super interested in this, and I was, like, reading about it while I was waiting for, I, I don't know, like a dinner reservation or something, and just falling down this rabbit hole and thinking, gosh, I, I really wonder what's ever going to happen with that. And lo and behold, like, a week later, um, this news came out that, it, that they released a trailer, um, and it's now going to be released on Netflix, which is interesting. I, I mean, I, time will only tell if it's good or not. I It looked pretty interesting, I guess. It looks kind of generic to me. But regardless, you know, it could be good. I'll definitely check it out when it comes out. Um, Netflix's action films ha, are kind of hit or miss. But uh, they've been pretty good as of late. So I'm excited to see um, that they were interested in distributing it. So maybe, maybe it's good. Who knows? But... Just something to, to be interested in. If you want to read more about it, there's plenty of articles if you just Google Project X or Hidden Strike um, and just, just read about it because I think it's an interesting look into 
movies and geopolitics and how all that kind of ties together. But uh, anyway, that's all I have. Um, so I hope you found something interesting in this. If not, just wait till next week and we've got a real doozy of a, of a movie for you guys to check out. Um, so thanks for listening. Uh, if you like this episode, go ahead and leave us a nice review. You can do that right in your listening app. So if you're listening on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can tap five stars and leave us a nice review. Five stars really does help out the show. Um, if you leave a review, we will read it out on the show. You can say whatever you want as long as you give it that five stars. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, if you have a movie you'd like to recommend us, anything like that, you can email us at vivalaaction at gmail.com. And if you'd like to keep up with us, you can find us on social media. We are on Instagram, we are on Facebook, we're on YouTube, and we're on TikTok. I believe we're at Viva La Action everywhere. Um, if you want to find me, you'll find me right behind your freezer. And you'll find Grayson swimming amongst the fishes in the Pacific Ocean. And that's all we got. We'll see you next time. Bye.